0: welcome to episode two of on twos my name is nathan Talon and i'm here with my co-host across from me luca sasita and uh, tragedy has struck the on twos studio you're not wrong we recorded the wallace and gromit curse of the Rabbit episode and when i went to go edit it like it was the curse of the missing footage or missing recording
1: so we gotta we're gonna run it back.
0: We're running it back just so we make sure that we get this and we cover this movie because we had a great time watching this movie. And let us just say, since there's no there's no chance that you can actually compare it anymore, it was one of the greatest episodes of podcasts ever recorded.
1: You're not wrong. And it's gone. It was it was it was surprisingly like I afterwards I was done, I stood up, I said, Oh my
0: god. My hand was on fire. I said, How oh, what is happening? Yeah. So it's it's sad. It's a sad day. And you just got to take our word that it was the greatest episode ever conceived. But, you know, we still got got time to make that up. Yeah. I don't know if we'll necessarily
1: be able to give you the same level of content, but we'll just consider
0: this a tribute to that episode. To that episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tribute to the greatest podcast episode ever recorded. Correct. This isn't. No, this isn't it. This is a tribute, is to, a the tribute the to it. This is a tribute to it. Yeah. So, without further ado, let's talk about Wallace and Gromit. Wallace and Gromit. Curse of the Were Rabbit.
1: Okay. So, since uh, we kind of went back and forth picking these movies. I figured that whoever picked the movie should probably um, run kinda, it down. Yeah, yeah, kind of give the rundown and kind of take charge and that sort of thing. And I just so happened to pick this movie. Um, so I'm totally comfortable with going through the story. Um, but are you, though? Uh, a week later, we'll see. <laughs> uh, we will see indeed. But I figured the best place to start is just with a little bit of bio. Um, Just talk about the Wallace and Gromit characters. Absolutely. Um, You know, honestly, I didn't know that they were a thing for so long. The first Wallace and Gromit thing came out in 1989, Mm -hmm. and it was uh, called A Grand Day Out. They have four short films uh, one in '89, um, one in '93, titled uh, Wrong Trousers. Uh, You got one in '95, uh, A Close Shave, and then. Yeah, in like 2008 a matter of loath loaf and death or or death so they, they've had they've been here for a while
0: I had no idea um, my only memory of it was as a kid watching it and um, I watched this movie but it wasn't it was like when I was 10 true sure. but my the memory ingrained in my brain with Wallace and Gromit is something about a cheese moon and this wasn't it no nope. so I must have watched like one of the shorts back in the day which they're is all crazy. like a half hour long yeah.
1: so I mean they're still pretty long yeah yeah
0: um, and, yeah, they. I guess we'll touch touch about history of the studio later on, but um, it took a while to get a feature-length Wallace and Gromit kind of movie, yeah, and this I mean, was their I, kind of first feature-length thing as a studio. So,
1: Yeah, if they started in the late 80s, you know, and they didn't well, – what year did Curse of Rabbit 2005. 2005, so it, they, that took them forever to mm-hmm. even attempt to, to do that sort of thing. Um, but, uh, anyway, I figured that the – the easiest way for me to break down the story would first to be to describe the characters to you Mm -hmm. so that way once we know everyone and i start talking i don't have to rephrase who everyone is because you already get a good idea
0: there's a pretty limited cast of
1: characters in this one there's only like four big dogs you got to worry about and then from there you're fine there's only one big dog technically there's two dogs there's one big dog you're not wrong Okay, so let's talk about Wallace, uh, or just Wallace and Gromit as a as a duo, because that's what they are. Yeah. Wallace is a middle aged man. Uh, I think they're are they from England? They're, they're yeah, British. they're, they're across something. the pond. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he is a inventor. Um, he's got a light heart. He 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 kind of messes himself up. You know, he has these big ideas and wants to invent these things, and most of the time, whatever he makes doesn't work out. You know, it almost it always bites him in the butt somehow. Something went wrong. Absolutely. And that's why Gromit is kind of—he's his dog, and he's—he's he's just a straight man. You know, he's there to pick up um, all the the mess pretty much that Wallace has made.
0: It's their relationship is pretty much flipped. Yeah. Where uh, Wallace is Gromit's dog, even though. Yeah, uh, that's exactly yeah, what it's like. Where Gromit is. um an Gr- actually
1: Gromit dog. doesn't talk, but he. You know, it's just like he's a human, which is know? one of the highlights Super of this intelligent. movie for um, me, and
0: one of the glories of animation. And you kind of see that with um, the live-action Lion King. And if we ever talk about the Lion King in the future, how important it is to show, like, what animation can do to bring life to uh, um, like objects or animals that might normally, you know, not really show much emotion. But what they're able to do through Gromit and the comedy that yeah. they're able to show through Gromit, yeah. even though he doesn't speak a single word, doesn't mm-hmm. even bark. Like it's just blank face, but like they are able to do some magic with him, and honestly, highlight of the movie for me is Gromit. It
1: kind of, I guess, it is a little similar to Peanuts in the sense that like Charlie Brown and Snoopy. I mean, he's Gromit's a beagle too, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, you got your main. I'd say
0: Wallace is definitely more stupid than. Oh, absolutely,
1: (laughs) Wallace is a character. You know, he's great, Um, but okay. So you got Wallace and Gromit, and then there is. Uh, lady Tot or Toddington. yeah, and she basically runs the town that they live in. She's mm-hmm. like the head. I don't she's know.
0: like the lady. Yeah, like the lord and lady.
1: So she's, she's got this this huge mansion with all these acres of the yard. The Tottington yeah. estate. Yep. Um. And while you, we come to find out that Wallace has a, a he's got a crush on her. So that'll play out in crush, the movie, yeah. and then. You're kind of getting a a love triangle with this last character, whose name is Victor, and he is voiced by uh, Ray Fiennes, aka Voldemort, aka uh, oh shit. What's his name from Grand
0: Budapest? You, you backed yourself into a corner on this one.
1: Dang. Anyway,
0: aka Voldemort
1: in Bruges, he's the man, regardless. But Victor is he's kind of a hunter. Uh, he basically has no problem killing any. Thing. I mean, the story revolves around rabbits, so he has no problem with shooting yeah. or killing a rabbit yeah. um, for sport, too. Um, and obviously,
0: he he has some sort of a relationship with Lady Toddington, So they're supposed to be there is talk in context clues that they're somewhat engaged, but not necessarily engaged. Like the plans in the future is for them to combine their two. Because he's some yeah. sort of lordship or something. So, that basically he's just after her money, though, because she's really rich.
1: Correct. Yeah. So, basically, this movie, like I said earlier, revolves around rabbits. Uh, there is a rabbit problem. Wallace and Gromit are kind of pest control. So, people in the town will call Wallace and Gromit to come in and uh, save the day with mm-hmm. whatever animal problems they're having. And it's nice to kind of get. Uh, with your protagonist and antagonist, that kind of opposite nature. Yeah. So Victor has no problem killing these animals, whereas Wallace and Gromit, even though they're capturing all these rabbits around town, they don't kill any of yeah. them. They keep them at their house, mm-hmm. and that is basically uh, forming a problem for them because It's they, getting overwhelmed. Yeah, they don't have... They're losing room to hold all these rabbits. Because
0: as we know, rabbits reproduce like crazy. So this t- this small town is completely over run by rabbits when we Perfect. jump into the story okay. and that's kind of what gives wallace and Grandma their entire job
1: exactly yeah um well anyway let's let's dive into the story um so the story starts and you, we see that uh the town is having some sort of a vegetable contest basically um it's it's basically whoever can bring the biggest whatever mm-hmm. whether that's a pumpkin or that's a carrot or well, what
0: i what i was a bit confused about yeah. is and i think this might be how i don't know but it seemed like it like everyone was having a different category like people are competing to see who could grow the biggest carrot who could grow the biggest watermelon okay so they're but like up. but i don't know because at the end there's only one trophy yeah, so it may just works, be the biggest, but I feel like depending on what you choose, puts you at a distinct disadvantage. Yeah.
1: I agree. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, we know that there's a uh, there's a festival coming up. So and there's this big contest. So everybody around the town is really anal about all their vegetables and that sort of thing. They have them all locked up. You know, they have uh, greenhouses that have these crazy locks and passwords and. Yep. Things and every, everybody's, you know, on the more security seat. on that than their house. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like we said before, there are tons of rabbit problems. So the start of this movie is just some night before this contest, and uh, we get a little bit of Wallace and Gromit in action uh, capturing a rabbit from
0: somebody's backyard. Um, and we see that they have like this kind of thing set up where um, they have some sort of tripwire or something in everyone's yard. And we kind of see how they get notified of...
1: Yeah, it's like a there's a garden
0: gnome mm-hmm. that,
1: that their eyes blink. Uh,
0: and it sends a signal to, to their Wallace house. and Gromit.
1: Yep. So we, we get our first little taste of that. Um, but I guess we can go to... That's just... We're literally talking about the, three minutes yeah. worth of thing. Uh, just introducing
0: you to kind of what Wallace and Gromit do. And it it's, once again, animated... To perfection it's a pseudo action scene in stop motion which is got to be a nightmare to animate and they just not like it's how the movie starts so yeah um
1: we go into the next morning and we see uh just kind of their daily routine uh, we see them eating breakfast you know getting there i guess technically they're not eating their cheese because uh wallace is on a diet um, Gromit's
0: trying to force wallace to kind of and it even even their morning routine revolves around Gromit making sure everything's ready and then waking up yep wallace because otherwise he'd probably screw up everything
1: yep uh we get a little taste of uh that they do have a bunch of rabbits uh, at their house but regardless um, the first kind of big interaction is they get a call from Lady Tottington mm-hmm. um, who uh, like we said before has this huge mansion and she has all this, all these acres and that means that's even more room for the rabbits to go wild so they mm-hmm. show up and I, th- it's kind of perfect timing because Victor's about to basically murder all, m- just shoot them and Wallace and Gromit bring a Big vacuum almost machine, and they they hook the hose up to one of the rabbit holes. So basically, all the rabbits get sucked back into their holes, um, which is obviously perfect timing. Which also leads to into an one awesome of, sequence. Yeah, it's probably the best gag of the whole movie. Is that the rabbit that's specifically about to be shot by Victor gets sucked into the hole right right before right as yeah yeah, and he's going so fast that it looks like he's going towards a white light. So, of course, the rabbit thinks he's going to heaven, and uh he s- shoots into this yeah mm-hmm. um, it's it's just played for a great joke
0: great physical comedy in this movie, and that was one of like the first ones that I was like what an awesome idea and like just very artistically executed where I don't know just how everything was shot and how the transition of everything and even when it gets sucked into the thing, it almost seems like heavenly and then yeah. it just zooms out. Then you realize that it's just in a sure. vacuum bag.
1: Yeah, the, I think the machine's called the Bunvac Six Thousand uh, or of whatever. Of course it is. Of course. It is. Um, but ba- this is kind of where uh, we get our big inciting incidents. Mm-hmm. After this, so they have all these rabbits. They take them back home. Now they have even more rabbits at their house, and they have this rabbit problem. You know, they 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 gotta they can't they don't know how to get rid of these rabbits. So basically. Um, Wallace comes up with the idea that he's gonna combine two machines. He's got like a mind, mind control thing. Yeah, it's called the Mind Manipulation Omatic, <laughs> and he's he's uh, gonna mix that pretty much with this vacuum, like this bun vacuum. Like he's
0: gonna send his cheese lovingness to the vacuum that's full of rabbits, and that's what's gonna make him eat cheese instead of eat people's vegetables.
1: Yeah. So his plan is basically to. Hook, his, hook himself up to this machine to get rabbits to think the same way that he does so they won't be eating vegetables they'll have the same appetite that he would so that they can then release these rabbits and they'll be fine and then the festival or contest won't yeah. have any problems um, obviously, that doesn't go to plan. He hooks himself up to it, and it starts off fine. No, it's working gold. And he leans back in his chair and accidentally kicks the switch that goes— it basically goes from suck to blow. Yeah, and it so blows he, a rabbit. <laughs> so it shoots a rabbit right to the to the part of his helmet that he's wearing. That and the mines are
0: actually being melded. <laughs>
1: correct. So, like, he's starting to do weird rabbit stuff. Uh, either way— Grandma has to come in and save the day. He basically breaks the thing over mm-hmm. his head with a. He's got like a big wrench or which something. Which is shot in
0: slow motion, which I also have no idea how they. I think they'd have to shoot that at forty eight. I and know, then slow want, it down. I don't, so even I don't think
1: about it. <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, but it's still. I don't know. I don't know how you would do. that You would that shoot in slow at motion. double
0: speed and then slow it down. But
1: it's stop motion, so. Yeah,
0: but like so. Every frame that you shoot, you just shoot, you just put it in half a frame in the edit. So if they shoot. So you're you're shooting double. Double the speed. So you're shooting.
1: Okay, so you're doing 48. If
0: If it's shot at. If it's not on twos, then they're shooting at 24, which means 48. But if it is on twos, then they just need to do 24.
1: I don't know. Well, we should have probably looked this up beforehand.
0: Well, I don't even know because I watched a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff and they never talked about the slow motion. Okay. And there's a couple of them in the movie too. So after this
1: machine tragedy goes wrong, pretty much what they do is uh, since there's one rabbit who kind of morphed with Wallace, they're not sure what's going to happen with him. So they give him his own box. You know, He's not in the same (laughs) little cage that everyone else is in. Um, And they go to sleep, and obviously we see – the box is starting to shake and all the other rabbits are nervous kind of setting up mm-hmm. that something is going to go wrong about here everything. so that we transition to see uh basically the first where rabbit attack you know it's awesome it's shot pov yeah we're seeing it from the where rabbits point of view just tearing
0: up people's mm-hmm. backyards uh hitting up those um kind of horror movie tropes but in an interesting kind of way yep. where you're seeing massacres and stuff but mm-hmm. it's just of vegetables and not of people exactly. which is how they avoid a lot of the you know typical horror movie things that happen they just replace humans with vegetables and mm-hmm. that's kind of where um, they get off doing a lot of this stuff
1: sure um, okay so the were rabbit ends up at the local church I would say there's a priest there mm-hmm. running the running the whole deal Um, They run into contact. He sees the were-rabbit. The were-rabbit just tears up all the vegetables Mm -hmm. that he has there as well and jumps out the window, the big mural on the stained glass, glass, whatever, um, jumps right through the window. So instantly we cut to uh, a town meeting the next day uh i was reading just in the behind the scenes that something that somewhat inspired it i mean it's not the same at all but just the town meeting and jaws yeah. after the first attack you know that everybody in the town is arguing oh we need to do this we need to do that our contest is coming up
0: and you can definitely see like a, blo- a lot of those kind of odes or inspiration of a lot of horror movies and stuff like that
1: yeah um, um Obviously, y- you got Victor saying, "Oh, I'll hunt them all down, and or I'll hunt this monster down, and blah 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 blah." And basically, Wallace backs himself into a corner and says, "Oh, we can do it. We'll set a trap." So the town, of course, votes for, "Yeah, okay, yeah, they, you know, they'll they'll set a trap to get this wey rabbit and grandma's just smacking himself in the head." But before we go any further. We can't not talk about the best shot in the this entire— The money shot. I literally have no idea.
0: The onto's money shot.
1: I have no idea how this shot even—I don't know.
0: They basically do a dolly-out crane shot through from the th- priest yep. through the stained-glass window where it's broken, where the where rabbit is, all the way out, where you see the priest in the shatter of the where rabbit and the whole church is just looking through this hole, and it's— Yeah, so you go from a close-up of the priest saying— <gasps> Like the, the, r- the where rabbit. Yeah.
1: And it just pulls out right. Back outside of the church and you're looking through the the hole in the window. It's freaking Money. I don't even it's it's the gold standard of anything.
0: It gets the on twos money shot of the week.
1: Oh yeah. It's gonna get a frame on my freaking <laughs> wall, dude. It's it's fantastic. Um Okay. So so let's move forward. So they agree to set this trap. So, the the idea that they come up with is later that night, they basically have made a fake wear or a female wear rabbit. Um, on top of, of a, their van. Yeah, they tied it to the top of their van. And inside the van, Wallace is driving and Gromit is attached to this fake wear rabbit. So, whatever movement he makes, the the female wear rabbit up on top of the van does the same thing. So, obviously, they have fun with that because at first, Gromit doesn't want to get in character. Yeah. And then Wallace says, come on. What does he say?
0: Come on, Gromit, Make it a little bit cheeky.
1: Yeah, there you go. So then he starts kicking the legs up, that sort of thing. It's great. And the music kicks in. Oh, yeah. They they really get into it. Uh, Of course, Wallace screws this up, too, and drives (laughs) pretty much through a tunnel. (laughs) And when it hits the tunnel, it just flies off the car. Um, So once they reach the end of the tunnel, um, Wallace gets out, runs through the tunnel to go and grab the freaking female rabbit that they created and which leaves gromit in the car by himself now we're he getting, starts
0: to notice things are going a little it's
1: getting a little foggier, right? he's he's alone now and now he's he's looking left and right you know wallace hasn't been back in a minute uh they really build up the suspense and it's done really really mm-hmm. well i must say uh there's also a great little little note that i'll touch on later um just like local business signs It's a place called Harvey's. Uh, I was in a play in high school. It was called Harvey, and it's a story about a guy whose best friend is basically this imaginary rabbit, so nobody else can see him but him. So just having that sort of uh, Mm -hmm. Easter egg kind
0: of in there is fantastic. Just the subtleness. Um, And you get another great shot where uh, Gromit kind of gets out of the car, and he's looking both ways, and you see just... Another thing we'll touch on later on when we dive into it a little bit is just the lighting in this movie is incredible. But there's this shadow cast on the wall. And you kind of see Gromit looking. You see his ears kind of flapping, looking around. Shrugs gets back in the car, but then you see that the shadow stays, and it's the freaking were-rabbit right there. Money.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. Um, I think at this point, you know, obviously they come, or Gromit comes into contact with the rabbit, hops in the car chases after just him. starts driving after him yep and obviously that thing is flying around the town so he's he can barely keep up so the plan is um, in their van they have a, gadget. a yeah a gadget which is pretty much a lasso um, once they s- flip the switch uh, a hand comes out of the front yeah hood. you'd think it just shoot a rope to catch nope. it a hand comes out holding a lasso and it's freaking swinging it yep. around, and they got to shoot, and it ends up... it do, They do catch the were-rabbit, but it, the the beast is so powerful yeah. that it can't hold him down. So basically, this rabbit is now pulling Gromit all around town. So his van's going through backyards, messing up people's houses and stuff. Uh, the were-rabbit ends up digging a huge hole. Uh, Gromit's trying to reverse, but he's in the grass at this point. It's not doing anything. And then he ends up getting dragged yeah. through. Uh, yeah, he just gets dragged through this big rabbit hole that leads all under. Um, he goes down the rabbit hole. Yeah, exactly. But the at this point, I think the um, the rope breaks,
0: so he's stuck down there,
1: and he loses the were-rabbit.
0: And, of course, he just hits a shovel button, and he's able to dig the van. Back. Oh, or yeah, d- of yeah. course. He's got a switch in his car for that sort of thing. So then Gromit's pissed off that Wallace just bailed on him. He's... Yep mad because he lost the were-rabbit so he just drives all the way back home just sad
1: lonesome ride home well he walks in
0: but he he sees
1: that there's footsteps Mm -hmm. you could say were-rabbit-sized footsteps leading into into his house so now his eyes are huge he's thinking oh shoot this freaking rabbit right so he walks in and he's following these footsteps which lead
0: and he looks in the kitchen, Yep. Gromit's there just getting some cheese or whatever, and he's like, hey, where'd you go? No, Wallace. Yeah, Wallace. Wallace. Yep. Wallace. Yep. He's like, where'd you go, Gromit? You leave me all alone last night. What is this guy talking <laughs> about? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, you see that the footsteps kind of, there's a door open, and it looks like it leads down into the basement. So then they go in the basement, and they see that the
1: cage that they had once put the the single rabbit in is now broken. Wallace is—he's basically giving him—he's giving Gromit a hard time. So as Gromit's investigating, Wallace is basically following him, uh, just badgering him, pretty much. Oh, you can't just leave me alone and all Mm -hmm. that good stuff. And then they both see that this uh, cage is broken, and they go down there. And now this rabbit is like the size of just—I guess like a teenager. Yeah. And he's starting to, you know,
0: show some human-like kind of.
1: Yeah, just the way that he stands is. on two feet you know he's got these long legs and he's kind of taking the character of uh, wallace. wallace a little bit yeah. yeah just the way that he talks and whatnot um which is funny and obviously right after this happens it's like oh well they solved the were rabbit problem yeah. so wallace instantly leaves and yeah he's excited wants to go tell toddington yeah he wants to go tell his woman problem. yeah so so he freaking leaves to go see his woman and that leaves Grandma to make a whole new cage by himself um that's even bigger because this guy's freaking huge now. Um, <laughs> and we're coming on the spiciest scene of the whole movie. But So he builds the cage. He puts the rabbit in there. Wallace thinks the, the day is saved, so he goes to tells his, his crush. Gromit walks upstairs. He closes the door. But notices that the footsteps keep going past the door. Mm-hmm. So now he's scratching his head. He's like, I thought that they left la- downstairs. What the heck? So he starts to follow him. They go up down the hallway and they lead up the stairs. So he slowly goes up the stairs and see that they lead to a specific door. And the footprints are kind of changing. Yeah, it's weird. It's they were huge at one point, but now they're getting smaller. Uh, he slowly opens the door, which is Wallace's room, and sees that there's nothing but eaten vegetables all over his bed. And I gotta say, this scene is played out just like a Hitchcock movie. Mm-hmm. It's money. It's so good. It's freaking fantastic. So now we got a problem. The rabbit wasn't the problem. Wall- Wallace. We, we, we now are revealed that Wallace is is the were-rabbit. And now he's going to see the girl he's got a crush on. So and, of course,
0: Gromit has his information and he can't speak. Correct. So now he's got to rush over and kind of warn because uh, Wallace is kind of going into the holy land of vegetables here at lady toddington's estate
1: yeah of course once he gets
0: there (laughs) she wants to show him her
1: secret garden so she takes him up to the very top of her mansion which is just this wonderland of vegetables Mm -hmm. and she's got this huge carrot that's the size of i don't know a vending machine or something freaking ginormous uh and obviously like we said before the rabbit that they that they had problems with earlier they it's starting to take the form of wallace you're getting the opposite of that so wallace you know you're, you're, his teeth are starting to stick out a little mm-hmm. more he sees a vegetable and you can see that he's starting to drool oh, yeah um he's, he's got those rabbit mentality mm-hmm. um, so obviously graman's got to show up and has to basically get him out of there yeah uh obviously he can't speak so he's having a hard time long story short he does uh, he gets the water sprinkler, basically, to go, and then gets Wallace out of that sucker. Um, so now they're driving home, and this is played awesome because it's played like a, like the old wolf man, but basically they're driving home, and Gromit keeps looking out the window but to look at the, at the moon. Yeah, light. you keep looking at the moon, you know, oh, no. You know, the sun's almost down. Uh, but they run into a, basically,
0: a... Tr- a, a tree that's down yeah in they the middle get the a detour and then the detour leads them to literally a tree in the road <laughs> it's not like a branch or anything it's just a whole tree kind yeah of.
1: and so it's like what the heck how did that happen because it's not like the weather's been bad yeah so wallace gets out to investigate and it looks like this tree has been chopped down weird right mm. until boom victor shows up
0: literally puts an axe right next to wallace's head which yeah. is, uh <laughs> wow
1: what the heck <laughs> And then Victor also has a dog. So at the same time that Victor basically has Wallace pinned up against this tree, the big—is it like a bulldog? Yeah, yeah. The bulldog is pretty much uh, eyeing down Gromit, who's still in the car. Mm-hmm. They're just on—so the dog's outside looking kind at Kind of him. forcing him to stay in. Yeah. And, of course, this is the this thing you see in a lot of movies these days where uh, the bad guy basically spoils his whole plan. Yeah, so he starts he's monologuing. Yeah, yeah. You call me monologuing. Um, he basically says he tells us right flat then and there that he just wants Lady Tonington for his money. He thinks Wallace is after the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just kind of are getting this back and forth, but now we got a problem. We see that the moon is up. Gromit knows this. He locks the doors. Yep. The, the dog. Money shot money. too, to dude. Do. The dog that's outside is looking at him like confused. Like what the heck? Why is he locking the doors? And then we get. The most epic stop-motion thing I've ever seen. Wallace turns into the wear rabbit right there in front of Victor, in front of Gromit, in front of the other bulldog, and it's crazy. It's straight out of American World yeah. in London. Uh, you I, got clothes bulging. You got... Ripping out of his clothes. His, his, his feet are... Popping r- out of his shoes. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, but now that's
0: out in the open. Yeah,
1: so now Victor knows that he's... Uh, He's a were-rabbit, so uh, basically, Grandma's got to go after Wallace. Victor goes to the priest who had first run into the were-rabbit, and he basically goes to him and says, Priest, what do I
0: got to do? Awesome line when he's literally waiting outside. It's storming. He's like, he's sitting there. He's like, where the hell is he? Right outside of church, and as soon as he says it, the priest kind of opens the thing, invites him in, Um, and, yeah, basically lets him know that it's not... It's, he found the a rabbit and he needs to know how to dispose of it. And, of course, you're thinking, oh, you just need a silver bullet. Mm. Uh, da, da,
1: da, 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 da. No, they do something very, very playful, and they say it's got to be gold, and you're thinking gold. Okay, it's just a rip-off silver bullet. They, yeah, that's freaking weird. He's like, no, it's got to be 24, 24. carat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Genius, dude. dude. This movie writes itself. <laughs> um so, you, you know, now we got a problem. Now Victor knows how to stop this sucker. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got
0: three 24-carat uh, yeah, He's got bullets. three of
1: these bullets pretty much. Um, after this, we basically cut to the next morning. Wallace and Gromit are both home. Uh, but now Wallace is very much turning into this rabbit. Mm-hmm. He's got rabbit ears. So his body's the same, but he's got these huge
0: ears. And Gromit is basically trying To, to convince him, show him the him in the mirror basically let him know that he's the wear rabbit he's what they need. to. It takes of, way longer
1: than you... Would, than you would expect. Than <laughs> you would think, but he shows him basically in the mirror. Um, and then we see that the rabbit is even more... Like Wallace. The rabbit is dressed like him. Yeah. Oh, it's freaking great. Um, but now we got a problem, because now uh, the doorbell rings.
0: Well, they start, like, they're like, clearly we got to figure out how to f- solve this problem. So yep. they go down to the basement, oh, they yeah, see yeah, that yeah. it's... Basically, he emerges from the shadows, this Wallace rabbit. And they're like, okay, well, if we just rebuild the thing that Gromit broke, we can maybe transfer the mines back. Yep. So as they have all these parts on the table, Wallace just can't – all he can think about is vegetables. He can only think of bunny stuff. But then we see that the the Wallace rabbit just starts building it, and he's, like, clearly taking over the – the mind of Wallace, but as this is happening, as you think that they're making some progress, the doorbell rings.
1: Boom. Doorbell rings, and then the Wallace rabbit starts to go upstairs.
0: Awesome. And he's like, I got it!
1: <laughs> and he just starts going up. Basically, they, they pretty much lock him in a jacket yeah. that's on a hanger. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they throw a hat on Wallace, and Wallace opens the door. It's Lady Toddington. Of course it is. Of course it is. So she basically... What is she... She She's heard that there's been another were-rabbit attack. Yeah,
0: of course. Uh, What's-his-name goes and Victor lets her know. Victor goes
1: straight to her. Um, so she's basically upset with Wallace and is like, you lied to me, which is really upsetting because I'm starting to get feelings for you. You know, this is, she's having this hard talk. She's spilling it all out. But at the same time, the moon is also mm-hmm. rising, and we are starting to see that Wallace is starting to change right there. Yep. And... Because this is happening, he's trying to get out of the situation as fast as he can. So, honestly, he cuts her off. He's know? like, yep, okay. And she just closes the door. And then she's just left there, and she's like, oh, what the heck? She doesn't know what to say. She just spilled her hearts out, and she just got the door slammed in her face. He opens it. No, oh, no, he doesn't open it again. He it's looks over. <laughs> yeah, he opens, slides the window over, and he looks at her. There's this great pause. Then he just says, <laughs>
0: And she just starts bawling her eyes out. She just
1: starts crying her eyes out. Um, But, of course, in the background, we see Victor's just standing there pretty much waiting Mm -hmm. at this point. So, boom, we got another problem because now Wallace is turning into the were-rabbit. Victor's Victor's right outside. He's right outside coming in, and Grandma's got to figure a a way to get him out of there. (laughs) Of course. And (laughs) you get Nate's favorite moment of the movie. Because it's the (laughs) greatest
0: moment in the movie. Break it down for So as we got Wallace completely turning into the were-rabbit, just about to wreak havoc, Victor's coming in right at the same time, and he looks over kind of to, Gromit looks over to um, Wallace Rabbit for, like, some help, and he kind of squeezes out through the jacket, and he says... All right, Gromit, go into bed. And he just heads upstairs, (laughs) and that's it. (laughs) And that's the last you see of him for a while during this high-stakes kind of situation that they put him
1: in. It's just great because they're building that tension that ultimately leads to, all right, time for bed. It's about that time. (laughs) It's awesome. He grabs, like,
0: a newspaper, too, and just kind of goes upstairs. Perfect.
1: Victor gets to the house. We see uh, that Gromit has gotten the were-rabbit outside in the backyard. Um, he's obviously got to think late on his feet. Victor reaches the outside, and he shoots. Well,
0: uh, Gromit kind of hops into the costume. Well, was,
1: yeah, that's what I was gonna. He shoots what he thought was the wear Rabbit, but comes to find out that it was Gromit wearing that fake yes, costume from the earlier. wear Rabbit costume. And then we see that the were Rabbit had then escaped. Yep.
0: But Victor finds Gromit, throws him in a cage, locks it, throws away the key. Yep. That whole trope. Um, so we just get Gromit kind of sad in the cage, really sad that he might lose his friend. And it was a very touching scene of seeing Gromit kind of cry a little bit. Mm-hmm. Off to you. Okay, so... At the same time, yeah, the festival's about to start.
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's really, really funny how they set it up, too, because uh, y- the townspeople hear the shot of uh, Victor shooting this, he what he thought was the were-rabbit, which it wasn't. So as soon as they, they hear that, they say, oh, the beast is dead, and there's a pause, and then they just start celebrating. Yeah. They're like, yeah! Well, Toddington's sad. Yeah, of course. Um, so the festival's back on. Everybody's getting their all their vegetables out. The, the, all the vegetables are in one spot in the town. Uh, they have basically turned her front yard of her mansion into like a carnival almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's looking up, you know.
0: Um. And then Victor strolls into um, the festival, and mm-hmm. everyone is like cheering for him. Everyone's so happy about it. They're oh. like, "He slayed the beast! He slayed yep. the beast!" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." And he kind of goes over to the. He goes to
1: the police chief yeah. pretty much and says, "Hey, don't alarm anyone, but the beast may still be out there." And, and then he has the, a megaphone, of course. Of course, the police chief has a megaphone, and he says, "The werewolf—it's not dead." Pretty much. Yeah. And everyone's like, What the heck?
0: And everyone just starts panicking.
1: It's great too, because there's an old lady who's got it might be a pumpkin. Yeah, something. She puts it in a wheelbarrow and takes off. She said, This uh, this were rabbit's not getting my pumpkin. And of course we start to see that boom, the where rabbit has showed up. Um and then she's gotta basically run back to where she came from and then all the townspeople like, are like no, like, no, 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 go, no, go, no away, go, go away, go <laughs> away. It's great. Uh where rabbit shows up. Okay, Victor still has two
0: bullets left. So we're thinking, uh-oh. Well, before the were-rabbit shows up, yep. he kind of is like, all right, everyone listen, and he shoots one off to uh, the sky. yeah, <laughs> and, yeah I forgot about that. And then he's like, one. I got two bullets to take down. I got one bullet to take yep. down the way rabbit Yep. And then, yeah, the way rabbit shows up, and he's got this one shot that he has to take down um, this beast. So meanwhile...
1: That's one half of it. The other side, you got Gromit's side. Gromit's been locked up in this cage. He's thinking of every sad thought in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, the plan that he comes up with is... Because they're outside, or he's, he's outside. He's trying
0: to set the... um, like The, the chain alarm of, off. Yeah, the chain of actions that we saw at the beginning, that as soon as one of the alarms goes off, a whole kind of sequence happens where they wake up the person, they fall into... The line, they get shot out, all that sort of thing. So, so the goal is to get this Wallace rabbit yep. out of bed and to help him.
1: So he he does that. He knocks over the garden gnome, which sets off the reaction that would then wake up the Wallace rabbit <laughs> who went to bed earlier. Um, and by doing that, he flies out the window and basically breaks, breaks the, the, the cage that Gromit was in. Um, we see that grommet is looking because grommets also just because they're the ones who catch the rabbits doesn't mean that they don't have a big vegetable that they mm-hmm. you know I don't know it honestly looks like a watermelon yeah uh but that's not a, that's a fruit so I don't know if that still fits yeah I don't that. know if it looks like a watermelon yeah. but it could be any sort of
0: it could thing. be a cucumber or something I don't know. know
1: it's just it looks like I think like a huge watermelon yeah so basically let's fast forward to the where rabbit thing again he's gonna
0: use it as bait his yeah. own prized
1: possession. So, Gromit shows up to the festival with. Is it the Wallace Rabbit that's driving the car, dragging this?
0: Yeah, because then. Yeah. Gromit's okay, so the Wallace rabbit.
1: rabbit is driving their van, while Gromit is basically got a rope tied to the back, and he's riding this big
0: cucumber watermelon thing.
1: Yeah, he's just so basically it's bait for the were Rabbit. Um, so now the were Rabbit's chasing after them. You know because he wants this big vegetable mm. or whatever it is um, and a chase ensues
0: which leads to a tent and uh, they kind of crash and Gromit loses his um, gets smashed loses his prized vegetable and they end up not really getting the wear and the wear rabbit goes off because mm-hmm. he sees that Lady Toddington is kind of dressed like a carrot. So he sees that, <laughs> yeah, and yep. he wants to snag that. At the same time, Victor notices that he's out of bullets because as um, he's about to shoot, that's when Gromit shows up and kind of disrupts him. Uh, so he's out of bullets, but he looks, and he sees that the trophy for the best um, vegetable is a golden carrot. Perfect. So he plans that he's going to grab this. He's going He sees the blunderbuss over there. He's going to grab that and use that as the last thing to take down Wallace. Yep. And so we get kind of a recreation of King Kong, where kind of grabs Lady Tonnington and is climbing up the estate yeah, and goes to it's the top. Yeah, kind
1: of, uh, it's kind of, it's very much King Kong, and I could definitely see a resemblance of, like, Beauty and the Beast, yeah. the last battle in yeah, that, Yeah, you know, 100%. Because uh, uh, there's a moment that he lets go of Lady Tonnington, and then it's more of, like, a one-on-one thing, and they're on rooftops chasing after each other. It's very reminiscent mm-hmm. of Beauty and the Beast as well.
0: And as um, the were-rabbit kind of go- brings her up to her little sanctuary, Um, He sets her down and shows signs that Wallace is still in there. He does his little hand thing that he always does. And so Lady Toddington is now aware. Um, And that's when Victor kind of shows up and is like, let me kill him. And then she basically says, you knew it was Wallace this whole time. He's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm still going to kill him. Mm -hmm. So instantly that breaks off whatever relationship they had together that he was planning on murdering um, Wallace. And at this time, that's when the Wallace and Victor one-on-one kind of starts where they kind of break off and are doing their own thing on the rooftop. At the same time, Gromit hops into one of the rides. That's like the little airplanes. Oh, yeah. And he hops in. It's a kid ride, but he kicks out like the little kid protector thing and just starts riding it through. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, Victor's dog kind of runs up, looks out. Uh, Gromit kind of go off, looks back, looks up at the name of the ride, and it says dog fight. So then he gets in another thing and takes off after him as well. Yeah. So as Victor and Wallace are kind of fighting on the rooftop, we get Gromit yeah, and it, the dog kind of going around, trying to get up to that on these fake planes. Yeah.
1: Not that they're that similar, but it's just kind of reminiscent of just like the, the last battles in Star Wars. Oh, there's yeah. like, you know, there's one in space and mm-hmm. then there's one on the, it's yeah. kind of like, you know, there's two fights going on at the same time. Yeah. Uh, you have this chase on the rooftops and you also have the two dogs who are yeah. trying to help out. Yeah. Um, very, very fun. Um, I'm trying to think of how Grama gets, because basically he he takes something, so it go he... He di- He can't fly in this yeah. thing, even though it is a plane. But he ends up on like the second level.
0: Yeah, he's been using ramps to kind of get up to where he's That's at. That's what
1: it is. Okay, so he goes up a huge ramp, mm-hmm. pretty much, and ends up on the side of the same building that yeah. Wallace is pretty much on top of. Uh, and there's this great moment where <laughs> I'm trying to think, because like the basically the dot. Da- oh, they there's turn a the violent, corner. There's a violent. Yeah, there's kind of a violent. So.
0: Wallace kind of pulls out this thing, hooks the corner, yep. gets on it, while the other dog just shoots off, and you see his plane go to the ground and explode. It just
1: blows up like freaking Michael Bay style. And you're like,
0: uh, excuse me? But then he pops up kind of behind Gromit in his plane, and you yeah. get a little scuffle there.
1: They get into a scuffle. The big dog is basically like kind of... down. Yeah, like almost choking him with something. And I think... You know how those rides take like quarters? Yeah, Well, basically think like their plane has ran out of time so it starts to slow down so then they stop fighting and they're both looking to see if the other one has changed mm-hmm. and they put another quarter in it and, and they start fighting yeah <laughs> and then they start fighting again so you're just getting jokes all the time um okay and then meanwhile Wallace is basically put himself in the corner he basically jumps onto Like a flagpole Yeah, he's
0: right at the edge of the roof. He's He's got nowhere to go. pushed up
1: against the wall pretty much. Uh, Victor is right there. He's ready to shoot. Um, At this point, you get some
0: clutchness from Gromit who grabs onto another thing and kind of propels himself towards um, Wallace and kind of takes the giant carrot to his plane. But that sends Gromit kind of falling off the building. And, of course, Wallace loves Gromit, so he hops off kind of does a bear hug on him and turns around and crashes into a tent. Yep. And you get this whole thing of, um, well, that was for nothing. Wallace just fell off the roof. Yep. <laughs> um, and he kind of lets Gromit go and you just see um, the were Rabbit just laying down in this tent, kind of motionless. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Gromit's sad. Toddington comes down. She's sad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, they're trying to figure out um, and he, at the same time, he just, now that I guess the life is out of him, he kind of turns back into Wallace.
1: Yeah, I still don't understand that part.
0: And my theory was that the carrot fell and that he landed on the carrot.
1: See, I don't know if I buy that.
0: That's the Nate Talon patented theory. For, it's facts.
1: This movie's fantastic. That's the only thing I have that I can say. Like, so how is he not still a were rabbit? Yeah. He just, I mean, he caught him, fell down. If he dies to wear rabbit, maybe it's the curse. I don't think he's dead because he turns like back to Wallace. Big, yeah. big fall.
0: He turns back to Wallace, mm-hmm. and the only way, like you get some tears mm-hmm. out of uh, Gromit's eyes, you get some tears out of Lady uh, Toddington. but just so happens they land in a cheese tent. So then they get some cheese, put it up to his nose, and, of course, that wigs Wallace right on up, and you basically get everyone's united, everyone's happy, Wallace is back to being Wallace, Lady Tonnington, you know, everything's solved. And then she comes up to Wallace and she's like, I have a proposal for you. And we smash cut to them kind of next to each other posing for a picture. Goes out and it's just because she turned her um, giant estate into a sanctuary for all these rabbits that they were having trouble. So they're not... Pro- T- she didn't propose to him. Wallace, <laughs> not a not a good look for bust him, our buddy. League, bust, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> really sad times. But at the end of the day, they still are friends with each other. They have a ra- rabbit sanctuary. Victor's sucks and he loses and he kind of gets um. What is it? He gets chased off by something, doesn't he? Oh, he gets put... He falls yeah, into the... Yeah, he
1: falls into... um
0: The female wear rabbit, and then yep. the whole crew just starts chasing after him. The there's angry an bob. angry
1: mob chasing after him, which is great because the old lady from earlier... Yeah, just, just has a chainsaw. Just has a chainsaw. You know, everyone else has their pitchforks, and they're like, I don't know, they're holding whatever yeah. garden tools, which is also another great joke in the movie. Oh, no, it's
0: There's plenty of small things that okay, I'll we'll talk get, about. Yeah, we'll
1: get to that later. Um, but pretty much the movie ends uh, the opposite that it kind of starts with. They, they hook the vacuum up to the holes again, but this time they're they just blowing s- out yeah, all the rabbits out. so that they can hang out in their new sanctuary. And obviously they have to go up one level um, to get the last rabbit out. It's like ultra blow or whatever yeah. it is, you know, extra power. And you see the Wallace rabbit is the last thing to shoot out yep. into there.
0: Boom, credits. Beautiful movie. Tight 130, too, right? Just a tight 90, you know what I'm saying? yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we we went through the story. We gave you the characters a little behind the scenes. Um, But, yeah, let's, let's talk about kind of the production of this movie. I mean,
0: just master class. First things first, the writing is great. There's hidden jokes. There's just small jokes layered throughout. And just everything was kind of thought out, and you can see that beforehand. And, of course, great. Um, voice acting from Helena Bonham Carter, Ray Fiennes. I forgot who voices Wallace. Russ and Peace. But it he's is
1: Peter Sellers. Ooh, I don't want to say that right. I don't know.
0: D- does an awesome job. I don't um, say that wrong. That's what but um, yeah, I mean, it's a technically claymation stop motion movie. Um, I forgot what the actual term is for the clay that they're using because um, it's not clay. It's like a specific kind of putty or something. Um, it's.
1: Uh, plasticine?
0: Yeah plasticine and so yeah I mean think about it you just set up these puppets basically and you take a picture for each frame and um, for those of you who don't know basically what a movie is is just a series of moving pictures so for most animated movies um, you know and movies in general it's 24 frames per second so just think that they have to take 12 to 24 pictures and make small minute adjustments to it Per second of the film that you're watching. And like we said, it's around 90 minutes. Um, And then 60 seconds in a minute. So just do the math there of how many pictures they had to take for this movie. And just to think of just all the work that goes on to kind of building what you would normally build for an actual movie, except it's on a smaller scale. And then um, the animators as well, creating the puppets and these metal skeletons that allow you to kind of move the body how you need to. It's just master class and the amount of patience required is something that 99 percent of the population does not have but watching the end product it like there's just a the charm to stop motion and specifically claymation as well True. that you don't really get with other animated movies because mm-hmm. they have their own charms but just seeing something basically where everything's kind of handmade like even the movements are handmade yep like that's just crazy to me and um that's why stop motion will always have a special place in my heart, sure. and I'm I glad that we were able to revisit like, this one.
1: I don't want to say everybody's somewhat partial to stop motion specifically, but you know we all grew up watching the like the Christmas yeah. stop motion movies. So uh, I think somewhere in everyone is kind of that mm-hmm. child, like wh- yeah. you just watching that takes you back. Takes you back. Yeah. Um, just some notes that I had written down about the production. I lo- uh, it looks like they started in September of '03 like we said this movie didn't come out till oh 05. Yeah, like October of 05. Um, it took them like I think specifically 15 months to like film the entire movie let alone Mm -hmm. all the special effects and stuff that they did i mean this is stop motion and it's mostly all practical but to do stuff like fog and some stuff that they wanted to do um some of it is cg Mm -hmm.
0: Um, and from other behind the scenes stuff or stop motion work just to give you kind of a gauge is it sounds like what they aim for is about a minute a week yeah so just think about that for a second is that's seven days because these people are working overtime seven days to get one minute which is sixty seconds. Which I guess, God, if it's twelve frames per yeah. seconds sixty seconds, that's insane.
1: Yeah. Uh I think the note that I had written down here is thirty frames per day per animator. So crazy. Yeah. Good luck with that. Uh movie had a second ab- a day. <laughs> the budget was about thirty million and ended up grossing 192 mil Good for them. killed it at the box Good office for them. which is you know at the time that it came out it did have some competition uh the corpse bride came out the exact same time yeah and it, not that the corpse bride is any worse we're not saying yeah, this yeah. or that uh but Wallace and gromit took killed it to him. took it to them won a little bit more than they did in the box and office. and i think it
0: helps too because one thing that i wasn't really um aware of is that dreamworks kind of helped um kind of publish this one and distribute oh really yeah so i think that's kind of interesting is it's part of kind of that dreamworks family because you can see now everyone wants to have for like the marvel cinematic universe and stuff like that everyone like one likes to have the dvd covers that look identifiable of what franchise it's part of and all the dreamworks ones now kind of have a solid color with the characters on it and then when i pulled this up to rent it it was the solid color with well, I was like, that's weird. Looked up. Yep, DreamWorks does it. Mm. So that's pretty cool. So it's like kind of a joint effort between uh, DreamWorks and Aardman, I think is what the Wallace and Gromit house is.
1: Yeah, I think this movie was the – I think it's the second highest grossing stop-motion movie.
0: Cool, which is also sad at the same time that it's only 100 and Because now like – It's look,
1: 192 Yeah. Think. And Corpse Bride was 119 So comfortable win okay. right there. Yeah.
0: I mean – Nowadays, especially—and we'll kind of touch on this in future installments of the show—you um, see a lot of stop-motion, specifically within the past five years or so, really flopping hard mm-hmm. at the box office, which is sad to see, especially when you look at how much work goes into it compared to— Yeah, it's just insane. Yeah, it's sad. So hopefully we don't lose—and it seems like we're already getting less and less, but Leica seems to be keeping it alive, and hopefully they can do it for you know a couple more years because they're past— Five movies, I think, all of them, besides Coraline, lost money. You hate to see it. Hate to see it, for sure.
1: Uh, some other notes that I had specifically about the actual, like, making of the movie. Um, we'd mentioned plasticine before, which is normally what these claymation-type characters are yeah. made out of. Uh, they they use 2.8 tons of plasticine to make this movie. Then those range in 42 different colors. Yeah. Um, so that's freaking crazy. Uh, just a background of how the characters themselves are made. You, you obviously have a wire armature, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically just a skeleton, skeleton. Uh, which you form the joints so you can move it however you're going to need to in the future. Um, then plasticine is put on top of that and kind of molded to whatever you would need it mm-hmm. to look like. Um, but, okay, just to put this into perspective, yeah, you can move them around, but every time you move something, you're going to leave a mark. So you got to be crazy careful with it you know and they
0: they tend to build like a lot of these kind of things set up so that they can just put in a tool and move an arm or something like that so they don't leave a mark Um,
1: and just because these things can move around doesn't mean that they don't make more than one i have right here that uh there were 43 grommets made for this movie wallace had 35 even victor had 16 different little characters you know i mean it takes a ton of different you know faces and bodies to get different things just normal human motions Mm -hmm. you know
0: and what i'm enjoying kind of going behind the scenes at a lot of these animated movies um you kind of get to see the similarities between stop motion and cg uh specifically cg where you basically have a whole modeling division where you have the people that create skeletons for the cgi models and you Mm -hmm. have different models based on the different clothes they wear and what's how far in the movie it is so except instead of doing that handmade of course they're doing it with algorithms and the computer and kind of building it that way but it's kind of cool to see how even before they start filming the movie mm-hmm. there's months of production that are spent in building just, the characters and right now we're
1: just talking about the characters i yeah. mean
0: i have it here that there's
1: thir- that they made 33 mini sets so that they had something to plan yeah. pretty much um, you know, the, all the walls in each house are hand painted, Yeah, which also goes to say like the, the, I'm trying to think the design elements of production design, Yeah, production design of Wallace and Gromit's house is awesome in yeah. their kitchen, which is kind of their hub of yeah. their house, um, on the wall, just all these paintings. There's well, there's, they have, there's a picture for each person who in lives town. in the town. So. Let's say somebody's uh, alarm gets knocked, their garden gnome is going off. Uh, the eyes in that picture start to flash mm-hmm. red.
0: So it's just little things like that that I set it apart and added like so much charm to this movie. That that's like this movie's just charming, and yeah. all these different aspects kind of play into that. Um, when it comes to the were rabbit, I was reading
1: that they did that was a lot harder for them. Um, because obviously the were rabbit, yes, it is, has the same sort of skeleton and some plasticine, but at the end of the day, a were rabbit's going to have fur. Yeah. So they spent a lot of time researching what kind of fur they're, Mm -hmm. you know, your normal teddy bear, that fur wasn't going to work because it didn't stretch the way that they needed it to. Um, so they really had to go out and find like a specific type of and material. And it would get like
0: matted down whenever yeah, they wanted yeah. to move it.
1: Exactly. So yeah, they had to. was it, it spent a lot of money on just the material that they were going to use for fur, um, which also meant that they couldn't make a bunch of wear rabbits because yeah. the the stuff that they use
0: for the fur is really expensive. Um, the namesake of the movie caused them a lot of extra work behind the scenes. Exactly. That's for
1: sure. um, you know I was reading that there's 2 wear were-rabbit like models one just normal one that they can move however they need to um, but in the scene where Gromit basically chases after the were-rabbit that thing's flying yeah. through the town the movements are very much different than when it's mm-hmm. just standing there um, so they ultimately had to make a second a running one. one Yeah. Um, but yeah you know they, they have a basically the were-rabbit also doesn't speak so you're you're doing a lot with just the face so they could completely move the jaw however they needed to mm-hmm. and the eyebrows up and down yeah. and just get all these different facial you know it was all motorized so uh, I think just like a chips inside of there and they can do whatever they want mm-hmm. with it pretty much
0: and then I, I remember they like built this whole kind of mouth of the wear rabbit mm-hmm. model where it was just the mouth yeah for one shot that looks like it's inside the where of its mouth yeah, in the movie and it's yeah. literally one shot it's on screen for maybe three seconds it's crazy that but the the directors wanted it so imagine it's like no but I really want that shot and it's like no but are you no I 100% need it and they're like so then that creates three months of work <laughs> for the one shot that they want. And we haven't even gotten, you know, we're
1: talking about just how long it takes to do this stuff. For the transformation that we talked about earlier where yeah. Wallace turns into the Were-Rabbit, it took them one year just to do that one scene. Yeah, there's a
0: whole unit dedicated to that one.
1: They Yeah, it's crazy looking at how long it took them to do that and all the different things that they had to do and try backwards. And it's freaking crazy, the stuff that they had to do. You know, just... Just that scene alone, it's like, wow, how much work they put in. Uh-huh. They really deserve the award that they got. That they got.
0: And, I mean, that is two minutes in the movie?
1: Oh, not even. It's like 30 seconds yeah. of a transformation.
0: And it took the entire production.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it took everybody. Uh, <laughs> that's, oh, that's stupid, dude. Crazy.
0: It's so much work. Um, and the sad thing is, is that... A fire kind of went through the studio. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think A about little that. bit after that kind of got rid of a lot of the models and stuff that they used on that movie, which is sad because a lot of stop-motion houses nowadays kind of like to display that, and you can kind of come and look at um, the models, but most of it was kind of destroyed from what I've read from a fire that went through the studio.
1: What are your big takeaways from the movie? What what are the sort of things that stuck out to you?
0: Um, For me, what I kind of love in animated movies is just – you know you of course i most of the time the story is fun and you get some cool themes from the movie and stuff like that but i always love to look at um just kind of what the directors and what the animators are kind of doing with the medium I and mean, i know it sounds super pretentious but it's like think i like to think about what different camera stuff they're trying what Little jokes that they're adding in mm-hmm. with stuff that can only be possible in animation, and even sometimes adapting certain live-action tropes, but making it better or doing something similar in uh, animation. Where my brain's just wired to be like, "How did they even do that in animation?" And God, I'll talk about it for hours, and we'll kind of have a recurring segment where I break down some of the camera stuff and. Um, animated movies and like we were talking about there's some awesome pov camera stuff in this one messing like even the pov stuff with somehow they still had the light for the shadows of the monster while it's in pov stuff like that's just they stupid do, they do some match cuts in this exactly too. which it's is like crazy oh my God. and then you get of course the money shot of the week with the crane shot out of the church to reveal the i don't even want to think
1: about how they I, I don't know. I, don't, I know. don't know. I don't know how don't they know. did it.
0: But like stuff like that is stuff that I always look for, and specifically in this movie. Like I said, it just oozes charm, and, and that's in a lot of the small stuff too, like we were talking about. One of the gags at the end is when they basically had farming supplies, gardening supplies, and then as soon as the were-rabbit turns up, so they just writes down real quick on a sign, puts it up, and it's like mob supplies, and they yeah. just start grabbing them out because you know, like they're the pitchforks and says, stuff.
1: It says sale. Yeah, and then he turns it around and just writes <laughs> mob supplies. Oh, it's yeah. freaking awesome! And
0: then, like at the church, you have like kind of this thing scoring it, like an organ, a church organ. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Would you cut it out?" And it pans over, and it's just this old lady at the organ, and she closes it, and then it's no longer playing in the scene. Yep. Um, stuff like that is just I love the small little details that they put in this. And just like you said, the 24 carat, when that came on, I was like, genius, dude, Mm -hmm. whoever thought of that, I love you forever. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, like, it's just a testament to the whole entire character of Gromit. Cause it's just pure animation that sells that character. And they're able to make him, you know, my favorite character in the movie. Um, Definitely a source of a lot of comedy, even though he never talks, it's just everything that, in this movie is on such a high level that it's just cool to witness Mm. just to sit down, enjoy the ride. And, um, especially afterwards, kind of looking behind the scenes and it just instantly makes your appreciation of it grow. Even though by the end of the movie, you were already loving it and then it just brings it to a whole new level. What Mm -hmm. about for you?
1: Um, the things that well, first things first, I, just growing up, I'm a huge universal horror movie fan. Mm-hmm. So I watched all the the Wolfman movies and all the Frankenstein. Frankenstein meets Dracula. You know, all that good stuff. Abin Costello meets Frankenstein. All that good stuff. Um, so just the way that this movie's lit matches that with the fog. and The light is incredible. It's awesome. Um, and just the little subtle references, like I said, when they're in uh when they're driving away and they kept li- they keep looking at the grandma mm-hmm. keeps looking at the moon um there's kind of a scene in like that in the very first wolfman movie where they're on uh he's with the gypsy woman and that same thing happens and he pretty much turns into a werewolf right there and takes off mm-hmm. she's got to chase after him uh there's just a lot of little subtle things like yeah. the harvey reference that i really dig um but I think that's something that you kind of touched on just the fact that Gromit can't talk. Yeah. And that he's such a fundamental character in the story. Um, I know it's been said, I, I don't know who said it, but um, somebody said that the best movies are the ones that you can basically turn mm-hmm. the volume down and you can still understand what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I think that there's an argument to that. You know, um, there's a place for that where, yeah, that's this movie's great because you don't need out but there's other movies like 12 angry men it's just that's one of the best it's movies ever dialogue. made and it's only dialogue so i get both sides of it and but, it's it kind of
0: highlighted in both in this movie as well where like some of the verbal jokes are awesome but also yeah that's what i was going to say
1: is that the, just the dynamic of wallace and gromit alone you get both sides of that you know you do get that side where it's like i don't need words to be able to like be funny but then you, you do get some great gags with some of the dialogue too so yeah. just the the morphine of both of those i think um is is fantastic and uh it the, the we've talked about it last week but just uh the thing that we really look for is when animated movies um are shot like just any regular live action so the lighting and this is all practical mm-hmm. lighting they have a set they have these characters yeah. on it they have to light it the exact same way they i watched something with the directors where they basically said you know, we didn't think twice about lighting it like a real movie because, I mean, it's That's the same it thing. Is, yeah. That's exactly what it is. So they had to have actual lights and stuff. Um, we talked POV shots. We talked the awesome crane shot, match mm-hmm. cuts. You know, these are l- things that you don't need to do, but they want the extra mile to do them anyway. Yeah. And I think that it makes sense that they held the trophy over mm-hmm. their head in 2006 for Best Animated Feature.
0: Yeah. And, th- I mean, they... You can tell that this was just basically a giant homage and their kind of telling of a horror movie. And like I said, they just substitute the human stuff for vegetables. And there's lots of sequences that play out like a horror movie. There's suspense there. You get a payoff in it as well. Yeah, Um, I mean,
1: I think it just goes to show that like it doesn't necessarily have to keep you up at night to be able to play suspense. You know, Like we said, there's no actual consequences in this movie other than vegetables getting... Well, I guess there is because Victor is willing to shoot animals and stuff. Uh, but you know that just by setting up the consequences alone, or just th- doing it well, yeah. The um, scariest
0: thing about the monster is that he's gonna eat your vegetables. Exactly. So some may say the bigger monster is Victor.
1: You could say that. You could say that. You, you could, could make an that. argument.
0: And I also heard once that you know comedy and horror are very similar in the fact that there's a setup. Yep. And then there's a punchline. There's a setup and then there's a scare. And considering that these two do both with the setup and payoff and setup and payoff with horror elements and comedy elements is just a testament to the writing and just the whole directorial team in general. Yeah. Um cuz it, it is two of them.
1: I remember watching it when I was younger and thinking, "Yeah, that was great." And then rewatching it now and it's like, "This is freaking gold, yeah. Yeah. dude. This is fantastic." I don't know. I love those ones that any age you can watch it and oh, almost 100%. appreciate it even more.
0: Yeah. I love you see that a lot like cuz of course, for example, last week Um, we talked about the iron giant and that was one that i loved as a kid but when i watch it as i get older i'm like holy crap this movie is something else and i feel like a lot of these animated movies you remember watching as a kid because you know that's the time that you watch the majority of the animated movies but then you go back and you witness how creative it is how artistic it is and yeah you just get a more and more appreciation towards it as you get older Um, but what would you say it all comes down to this is the luca moment of the movie and I already know, so I'm not even gonna guess, but go ahead and tell the audience what you what your Luca moment is and why it stands out to you.
1: Okay, if there's one moment that I leave this movie with that if by some reason somebody said, Nah movie's okay, I said, Okay. Are you kidding me? Did you see the freaking crane shot? But even without the crane <laughs> shot, the moment that Gromit figures out that Wallace is the were rabbit so good game changer. All time animated scene right there. The, the misdirection of first going downstairs, thinking that it, it's the rabbit, uh, then discovering that as he closes the door that the footsteps... Just the, just
0: the slow close of the door yeah. to reveal it. You just realize genius.
1: that the footsteps go further down the hallway. You know it, They just build that suspense so much that it's literally a thousand times better than half the horror movies that we get today. And it's embarrassing that that's like a thing. But it it's just it goes to show how good this movie is. Because nobody needs to die in order for you to have suspense or anything. This is about vegetables, mm-hmm. but yet they can still play the movie and play your emotions like, oh, my gosh, yeah. what? No way. You know? It's
0: just— it's Masterclass.
1: Masterclass work right there. So that's for sure the, the Luca moment of the movie.
0: I'd have to agree with you. Okay. Besides when— uh, Rabbit Wallace says, "All right, going to bed, girl." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he goes for
1: sure. Uh, yeah, if uh, that's for sure, my moment of the movie. But you know, for the work that they put in, if I if you were to say that the it was transformation. the transformation, that's fine too. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, let's jump into some of like the deeper themes that you can take away from this ch- children's movie, as people may say. Um, you know, first of all, just going to throw it out there awesome job as like a kid's horror movie as a younger audience horror movie Mm i think it's perfect for that but also it touches on a lot and like i said there's some touching moments in this uh just about friendship and how even though wallace ultimately makes life harder for gromit gromit still loves for him and cares for him because he brings joy to his life in whatever form that may be so kind of that scene in the tent at the end and of course in the cage really stuck out for me to kind of show um Because you'd think that Grom is just annoyed with Wallace at all times. And, of course, he is annoyed a lot of the times. But um, just seeing him kind of get emotional about that. And he's a dog. But the way they animated it and everything, it just shows, like, a deeper layer of friendship. And, um, yeah, I think that's the big takeaway for me is just, you know, companionship and that sort of thing. And, I mean, the perfect symbolism of that is a man and man's best friend. And to kind of reverse those roles, I think, is genius. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, that's kind of what I would take away from this one. Okay. Is there any of the minutiae, some super small things that you really like about it? Um, I know we kind of touched on a lot of it, like just how the horror images and stuff like that. For me, I love just the extra layer of kind of seeing the hard work by sometimes you see just the fingerprints on the models. And that really just, um, you know, kind of adds to it for me where it's something that – you wouldn't necessarily see, but just you catch a glimpse of it, you're like, "That's awesome!" Because this is clearly made by hand. Everything is done by hand, which is just insane.
1: Yeah, I think obviously, if whoever worked on it, like, they'd say the opposite. Cause no, you don't yeah, exactly, see exactly. Fingerprints, but that's half the reason why the is so impressive is because you don't they, see with that fur. If you were to touch it at all, you'd instantly see yeah. it change. So they literally like had this big creature, who's the big title of the movie and you can't touch it at all. Mm-hmm. So, it's just unbelievable. It's
0: crazy. The basically the minutia is just all the small details that took months of work to do.
1: Yeah, I think the pro- you know, for me the production design of the the different sets I think are awesome. Like we said with their with their kitchen mm-hmm. and having all the faces on the wall. I love that stuff. Yeah. Just the settings of it. I think that there's a lot of movies that maybe don't take advantage of uh, like a big set piece at the end of it. Oh, yeah. Um, And this one really
0: it's just... Kicks it up to 11. Oh, it's awesome. Because there's awesome action scenes and then you get the
1: comedy. There's comedy, the the whole dogfight thing. They really take advantage of the whole carnival slash festival type thing. It feels like a grand finale for sure. Exactly. And yeah, that's that's a big thing that stands out Mm -hmm. to me for sure.
0: Anything else you want to touch on with Wallace and Gromit before we close this chapter of Onto's?
1: Um... You know, I think I pretty much hit the, the big notes that I wanted to say with uh, Grom and not being able to talk and just kind of morphing those two styles mm-hmm. of filmmaking. Um, just the little details and how hard and how long it took them to work on this thing and just the end product is ageless to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 2019. We're watching it. came out in 05. It's fantastic. Yep. You know, it hasn't. if anything, I might like it even more. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a great movie to kind of kick off this fall season that we're starting. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I loved it. I'm glad we could kind of revisit it, because like I said, I haven't seen it since I was, what, 10? Um, So that's like 13 years ago, which is crazy. Um, But we're kind of uh, keeping the stop-motion train rolling, because I feel like around Halloween time, you get a lot of these stop-motion classics, and we're going into uh, Leica Studios' debut feature. Coraline next week and some may say that Laika is kind of the master of stop motion nowadays um, because they're kind of the only ones doing it besides Wes Anderson which is pretty sad Um, but yeah it's their debut feature uh, dealing with a lot of spooky stuff and I can't wait to kind of jump into that and talk about once again all the hard work that went behind the scenes on this one and it is animated at 24 I believe so just that adds double the work for them and it's just crazy Um, so I'm excited to touch on that um, thanks for joining me, Luca, on another episode of Ontoos. I feel like we bounced back from the tragedy and made another great episode of the pot.
1: You could say that. And
0: I always have a smile on my face while we do this one. Yep. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. Thank, thank you guys you. for supporting Ontoos. And we'll be back next week talking about Coraline.